Hi, this is John Kritz, Information Design Manager at OI. You are listening to Experiencing Data with Brian T. O'Neill. You're now Experiencing Data with Brian O'Neill. Experiencing Data explores how product managers, analytics leaders, data scientists, and executives are looking at design and user experience as a way to make their custom enterprise data products and analytics applications more useful, usable, and valuable. And now, here's your host, the founder and principal of Designing for Analytics, Brian O'Neill. Welcome back to Experiencing Data. This is Brian T. O'Neill. Today I have João Critis on the line from Oi down in Brazil. You're in Sao Paulo, is that right? Or Rio, I forget. I am based in Sao Paulo, but our red quarters is in Rio de Janeiro. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's been a long time since I've been to Brazil, but I'm due to go back and hope maybe we'll have a beer and talk about data products at that time. And that's why I wanted you to come on the show here to connect the dots between data products and design. So you're managing a whole team at a company called OI. It's a OI, which means high in Portuguese. Yeah. Tell us what OI is and what does your team do and what do you do at OI? OI is a telecom company. We are living a big change now because we are separating our operation. So the future of the new OI is a company of internet fiber. So we are connecting people with internet and change your lives with good connections and making a digital world easy. My team in OI is responsible to all front-end data products. So we design and develop all dashboards and reports and everything else about data visualization and information to take decisions. So you're a design team with analytics people on it, or are you a design function inside an analytics team or some option three, something else? How do you describe it? Because a lot the reason I ask that is, you know, a lot of companies don't have designers working in analytics. They have BI developers working in analytics that are working on front end. User experience is usually not a function traditionally in this space. I think that's changing. So tell me a little bit about where do you fit into this organization? Yeah, I think it's a mix, Brian, because mm -hmm. I am a, like an intruder in the data team here. <laughs> I'm not the only designer working in the team. I have a UX designer and UI designer working with us, mm -hmm. but we are a data team mainly with Tableau developers and information designers, people who interview business to, to build some prototypes and documentations to developers take this documentation and put on a BI tool. And we have one more part in our team, people responsible for all web analytics data. They collect and present data from Google Analytics and other tools from our digital channels. So information from navigation and user behavior in our platforms. So it sounds like, as is traditional in many internal data teams, you guys are primarily building services for internal business leaders. Is that correct? Not customers of OI? Is that correct? Yeah. Mostly we are designing for our executives and directors, VPs, to take information every hour, every day, to make decisions and drive your direction. We have operation team, operation sales team are very aggressive on streets. And so we have a big challenge to provide information for all levels to 
guarantee the beat of sales every day, every hour, every week. So we have a big operation providing data for all levels. But we have some products that people, our customers uh, can access, like our support apps and our websites. We have some pages and some features that we have to present some information. So you can find some charts hide in a support app or other parts of our website. Got it. So you guys specialize in the, the data components if there's something that paying customers need to see as well. Yeah. They might call your team in for some help in that space. Yeah, that's it. Got it, got it. So tell me in, in your definition that this term gets used a lot. I use it a lot too, and I don't think it's there's a concrete definition everybody shares yet. What is a data product to you or as defined at OI? How do you think about what a data product is? And this is a good question, Brian. We discuss this every day because data products is a little difficult to define now, what is useful to someone. So we define data products some something that was called a component. So we have, I don't know if you know, like atomic design, when you... We start from the molecule yeah. to a template. We use the same concept here. We have a small parts of data. And when we put together as a component, we define that component as a data product. Can be a data set, can be a prediction model, can be a report, can be a dashboard, can be a push notification in, I don't know, uh message app like uh, WhatsApp or yeah. Telegram or Teams or, or other. We define data product, something that people can use to transform in another thing or use as a final solution to make your tasks or make something new from that. So you kind of have like a whole library of these components that can be built out into full services or combined in different ways. And is that how you approach every new project is with that approach of this kind of reusable building blocks? Is that the idea? Yeah, it's the, the big challenge because this is a big challenge for architecture, data architecture, because we have to put all, all data together, split it and separate it by teams or by parts of the our journey customer journey so we are going to define our data making a match with a customer journey like a concept to market so is a journey before a lead and before a sale so we have lead to cash so the journey starts in the lead and ends in the cash and in the end, we have the Turbo to Resolve. So Turbo to Resolve is we are our client. We have to give you support and, and support the, our customers after the sales. So right. we have three three stages in our in our journey. This is our main subjects. Got it. Can you tell me a little bit about how you do the research to build these? journey maps, right? Because you don't just draw out whatever you want. These are informed by customer research. I don't think a lot of data teams are thinking about things this way, like on a temporal timeline where there's a journey, a prospect becomes a lead who becomes a customer who becomes someone to sustain. Maybe there's even a churn part of that experience or they leave or 
they're happy and they leave, they're angry and they leave. And you can take this all the way back around to new prospect again. How do you approach building one of these maps and doing the research for that? Who does the work? Are the business people involved? Are they open to being interviewed? Like, how do you do it? Yeah, we work as a design team. We are a data team, but we work as a design team because we make discover in-house. So we put the final user in the center of our process. So we make some workshops with co-creation and prototypes, and we test how people work with data. This is a process very important because the dashboard may become unused if you don't listen your your users and uh, what do your user have to do to make your job done so this is our core activity here so we have to make sure we are providing to people opportunity to amplify their ability to make decisions so we need to know what people do at the moment the day starts launching your computer and log off in our computer. So what decisions, what systems they use, we have to to take this information to provide data with recency people need, with frequency with people need, with quality people need. So this is a, a long process because we have lots of resistance of business guys because they have an idea. Just give me my dashboard right now. Yeah, I, time for I know everything <laughs> I need. Just do it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you respond to that when you get that? Yeah, it's very difficult uh, struggling against this behavior because our response is every event we have resistance. We need to talk people like a consultancy. Look, you do this analysis in two minutes. You have to open this application, this system, you copy this information, you make a calculation, and after that, you paste this information in another PowerPoint or Excel or, or other application. If we design something that take your job and automate these calculations and this opening this, all the systems you do will make your job faster. So... This is the one way we have to, to work. And the, the another way is how we display the information. This is another challenge for us because people have low maturity analytics. This is a sad reality. <laughs> I don't know. I was a consultant about four years. I saw big companies with low maturity and big companies with manual process and yeah, really manual process. This is real. This scenario is real. So people don't don't know how to choose the information have been displayed. How is the best chart to display that analysis? It's very important to know what kind of analysis people are doing. Because yeah. I choose the chart following the analysis. So I don't choose the chart because I like this is I like I love pie charts. This is uh, right. very beautiful and colorful. No, that's not the point. The the point is the analysis. What do you do with this information? Mm -hmm. What happened after you see this information? This is more important to us. We have this approach. We are taking care about all process of people, our colleagues, and people open what happened after 
they uh, see the data is very difficult because because people don't tell us <laughs> what happened right. after. What do you do with, with this information? For what you need this information? People are resisting of these questions. Do you cycle back with them or how do you track the success of your team's work? Like, how do you know if you're designing good data products or not? What's the measurement or you're a KPIs guy. What's the KPI for the KPIs? How do you know that your work is working? Yeah, we have some KPIs. I have the design KPIs. So we measure how many dashboards we made the prototype, how many dashboards we talk the final user, really final user or final group of users. We are measuring the time to develop. So how many time we are spending developing the dashboard. And after the delivery, after release, we have like a NPS KPI. Mm -hmm. We make some one-on-one -on -one interviews with our product owners. Mm -hmm. So we talk with business to make sure we are delivering value. That dashboards are good or not. We have some surveys in every dashboard, have a survey with some questions, giving numbers one until 10, mm -hmm. give us uh, some feedback or this data is accurate or not. This data is not updated. This data is making sense today because the KPIs can change. This is very important. So we have cycles of feedbacks we get every quarter. So we are in a cycle now, getting feedbacks to improve our dashboard. So this is a process. This is a design process. Just listen to your users. This is very interesting, uh, listening to our users to, to measure that our quality. This is the way we measure our deliveries. Mm -hmm. Do you do any testing along the way before you get to production? to try to validate that the people are going to understand how to use the applications, the dashboards, whatever the, whatever the design artifacts are. Do you do any testing of that along, not QA, but some type of design testing at all? This is my dream. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have yet user testing with tasks, with scenarios, like user research give us the, the frameworks. So this is my next step. I think we need to do this because to understand deeper people, how people think and how people make decisions here, we need to observe these behaviors because the best moment for a designer is uh, observation. Yeah. How people are reacting to the dashboard. This is my dream. This is my next step. But we have workshops. We make some roadshows presenting. Mm -hmm and making Q&A sessions to answer questions about the dashboards, why that KPI is in that dashboard, how is calculated that KPI. So we are, how can I say, evangelizing. Yeah. We are evangelizing how our colleagues have to use our KPIs and dashboards around the company. This is our work on that. Got it, got it. User adoption, is that a struggle? getting people to use these solutions or not so much? We have a big legacy here. So this is the challenge because every department built their solutions and we are centralizing every data oh, okay. 
this is a struggle now. <laughs> People have our solution. We are building a new solutions and we have a, a confront of solutions. And the adoption is a big challenge, but it's a challenge now because we are in a big transformation. We are changing our business. Mm -hmm. So people are analyzing the legacy now, but the new business is coming. Mm -hmm. And the new business is coming in third or fourth quarter. So this moment is very near now. So people are changing minds, changing. This is a very complicated moment here, Brian, because we have to change the way we take decisions because mm -hmm. the product is different. The business is different. The adoption now is a big challenge. So people are using more raw data now because people are understanding the new behavior of our customers, of our products, and learning how is our new data. So this is a new moment for everyone here. So adoption is a big challenge for us. Got it. How does your team decide which mouths am I going to feed? Because there's probably more requests than you have time to work on. How do you prioritize projects, products, data products? What gets attention? How do you figure that out? Ooh, this is <laughs> this is a, a, a big war here because we have a limited budget and everybody wants data. Yeah. This is a big challenge here. Mm -hmm. But we work on a agile project. Mm -hmm. So we make a PI planning. So we plan development quarter and scoping quarter. So these two tracks run together. In the same time you are developing, we are prototyping for the next right. quarter. So we have two tracks running together, developing and scoping new features and new data we have to present. So yeah, it's very difficult, but the prioritization comes from an executive level. So mm -hmm. they choose what features we will work in the next three months. And we have to connect in this, how can I say, this cycle of the development. So we have a scoping, development, release. And mm -hmm. after release, data analytics take the data and make a data product. We have a long cycle here. We are talking about six months to a feature from a final data product released. One of the challenges some teams has is that, you know, especially if it's coming from an executive, you may get a request for a feature and as, as you would call it, and you're not necessarily handed a problem to solve, you're handed a solution to go build, which may or may not solve the problem or may not be properly scoped to really understand, yes, we could abstractly give you a churn rate, but who's gonna use it and what are they gonna do with this number once they have a churn rate? Are you trying to follow up with these customers? Like, what is this for? Is that like a negotiation you have to have? And, and can you push back and say, no, like we, or we need to have, I don't know, a brainstorming session or like, how do you negotiate that? I'm sure it's happened. Uh, we have some data product owners that they are owners of our time. So these guys are responsible for that, but we are a design team. <laughs> <laughs> we have to listen people. We have to mm -hmm. make some adjustments and modifications. We have to deliver the best. My first responsibility here is value generation. So mm -hmm. if I have to make some two or three steps back and make another brainstorm, rethink, 
rebuild something that not works, this is very, very common for us. Of course, this is not good to business guy because we are talking about money. We are talking about our time, rebuilding something or adjusting something. In my mind, this is the process. We ever be 100% correct in the first time. We have to see the dashboards or data products as products, not projects. Because yeah. products, you can improve the product. Projects, mm -hmm. the project starts and the project ends. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. Yeah. But product, not. Product is, we can be beyond an infinity. Is there a particular story or a, a particular increment of work that you guys worked on that has an interesting before and after story? Maybe you had a, a really resistant business customer and somehow you maybe you changed their mind or they be, they became uh, someone that was evangelizing your work after they had gone through the process together. Anything like that you could share with, with the audience? Because I think what I'm trying to help people understand there's more than one way to build data products and to solve these kind of decision support challenges that business users often have. But picturing it through a real example can be really helpful so any like before after story you can, you can share <laughs> yeah we have a lot yeah it's very funny because i have to do that with my boss this is a, a big challenge it's a real big challenge so when i land in the OI, they didn't know the value with conversation between their business area in data analytics area this is the key of the success because if you don't know what you need, probably I will build a dashboard you don't use. This is a big problem yeah. we can see everywhere. They have to accept a designer like me, interview the VPs or executive directors to ask, hey, what's your relationship with our data? You see the data in your breakfast, in your home, in the taxi, lunching? while you are eating. So this kind of question is very uh, uncommon for these people because they never were in front of a designer and designers make some questions about behavior, about you, Brian. If you are my client, my customer, I will ask you, what's our relationship with our data? What do you do? What's your pain? Mm -hmm. What do you, you don't see now? Why? you don't see this information now. What do you need? You need in your mobile phone, you need your notebook, you need in your WhatsApp, what's better for you? So the people was scared because this is a very different. And in the start, we have some resistance from the medium levels of our- Middle management, yeah. Because the medium level thinks that they know everything about other people, but this is not true. So when we make this approach one-on-one, -on -one, and from this approach one-on-one, -on -one, you can take everybody's involved in decision of that director of that other executive. So this is the, the big challenge we made here. Be a human-centered data, department this is a funny story because this is new people don't understand don't see value but after the first second release people mm -hmm. see the difference oh really i have the, the information i need this is good information i have every everything i need 
is here in, in this message in my phone. This is awesome. So this change of way of work is uh, very funny because people don't understand. Yeah, I think what you said is you made a good point. Just for listeners out there, the issue with these proxy users with middle management or whatever management, a group of people who think they understand what another group of people wants or needs, there's all kinds of bias and issues with that, right? A lot of times you're either trying to summarize what a bunch of people need, you then filter it through your experience, and then you filter it based on the person you're telling because you think, oh, well, you're a designer, so here's the relevant information you need. It's gone through so many filters at that point. And a lot of times what's missing is the stuff that's hard to get out of people, like personal challenges that they have, or like, I don't want to report bad numbers to my boss because we had a bad quarter. And so I don't want to get (laughs) bad news, but I really need the bad news because I can't possibly go forward without it. (laughs) You're never going to hear any of that stuff coming from a second party or a third party that's gone different tiers of management and it's summarized on behalf of somebody else. Nobody's sharing that kind of stuff typically in a format that really allows you to design something that's going to change someone's life and really make an impact. And if you don't make an impact on the individuals, you're not going to make an impact on the business because as you said, if they don't use any of this stuff, it doesn't make any value. You just spent money. You're just a cost center. You're not driving any innovation. You're not increasing revenue. You're not doing whatever the business objectives are. So it's really important to do what we call primary research, right? Where you're directly interfacing as much as possible with the horse's mouth. You're talking to the horse's mouth. No third parties, no second parties. You really got to get that, develop that empathy and and know what it's like. As you said, what's it like to be you? And what transparency do you not have? What information can you not see that would help you make a better decision tomorrow, these kinds of questions can really get people to open up a little bit more and help them to realize I'm not here to just whittle dashboards and get my knife and tape and pencils out and make things for you. That's not the goal. My goal is to arm you with the information you need to make better decisions. Yeah, yeah. That's how I see it, at least. And it sounds like you've had some similar. I like to say that uh, empathy is not a framework. You have to stay together, people, and feel what people are feeling so this is important do you know how our ceo feel about data (laughs) yeah do you not yet but we are every day approaching closer Uh of our executives yeah so we have a vp layer with us Mm -hmm. we know the vp layer pain point we just get that yeah that's a big win for us so this is important because what this guy need what this guy need what's matter for a c-level this is important so empathy we have to stay beside people watching people working and feel the pain together yeah this is difficult yeah this is like a impossible thing but we can do it so do you know how the CEO feels about data? <laughs> That's my dream, Brian. Not yet, but we reached the VP level. Uh-huh. We have uh, very close from these guys and uh, taking feedbacks with frequency. So we send to them our prototypes to see new dashboards, new analysis to contribute of our design process because they take decisions. So we need the, the feedback from them. So the next step is some VPs to take us to the CEO room 
to have a conversation and listen about uh, their needs. I am one year here in Niue, so this is my big win. Mm -hmm. I'll reach the VP level. This is uh, very important to us. Cool, cool. It's been great to talk to you, Jean. I, I just wanted to ask you two kind of final questions. Is there one thing that data people, data scientists, analytics leaders need to learn about design and then vice versa? Is there something designers really need to understand better about data to, to create better data products? Yeah, it's very important because we are talking about people. So when we are designing or developing some system or screen or other digital or, or not, but it's not a di only digital, but uh, a product, we have to understand people, understand how people interact with systems, with computers, how people interact with visual presentations. So information design is a discipline very important to understand that. So it's very important learn about business. Business is very important because the final objective, the final, the goal we have to reach is a better business for us, for our company. So understand a little bit about business, how data can help business. This is the key. So we have three things to make sure we have in our pockets. First is how people interact with systems and computers. This is very important to learn about that. It's very important to learn about information design, how we display the information, what's the better way to display information. And the last thing is learn about business. So study our business, make a deep dive in business areas, departments, what they need, why they work, what is the core business there. So this is all very important. So if you have these three abilities or skills, you will be very successful. Jean Critchis, thank you again for coming on Experiencing Data. Just wanted to give you the last word. Any closing thoughts you have about designing human-centered data products? Okay, it's my pleasure, Brian. Thanks for the invitation. We need to listen people. Just put people in the center of your process, of your brainstorms, of your design process. This is very important to gather the pain point in the right way. So mm -hmm. the key is listen your colleagues, your leader, and all people in your company. We are designing for people. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. I'm totally with you there. And again, thanks for coming to the show. Where can people follow you? LinkedIn, Twitter? How, how can they get in touch? People can get in touch in LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. My LinkedIn is slash Critches. Okay. And my Instagram as well. Critches is the name. Okay. Just the last <laughs> name. Got it. Cool. I will definitely link those up in the show notes. And again, muito obrigado. Okay. Very welcome. All right, take care. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Experiencing Data with Brian O'Neill. If you did enjoy it, please consider sharing it with the hashtag Experiencing Data. To get future podcast updates or to subscribe to Brian's mailing list, where he shares his insights on designing valuable enterprise data products and applications, visit designingforanalytics.com slash podcast.